Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! I had to write that old one. Hi, welcome to TFLP episode 455. We are live tonight. It is Monday, November 8th. I'm Lucas. I'm joined tonight by Rob. And uh and Paul and Christian. What up? Weirdos. And Phil. Yeah, Rob and Paul just are going to sit there without talking the entire time. We're just going to go. sit and look at their pretty faces. Here. Oh, wait, did did y'all not hear me? No. No. Oh, I must have. You both were just being silent. It's super weird. Paul, you're still the silent. The first one to speak was me. No, Paul's I'm doing not muted. I'm just, okay. I'm just no. not talking. I said, ah. And then went back to clicking stuff. Cool. So, so yeah, uh, so tonight uh, we are doing a show where we're talking about whether or not we want animation accuracy from our figures or if we want unique designs, which would be perfect for Anna to join. But unfortunately, she could not join us tonight. So maybe she will show up in the chat and uh, let us know her thoughts. I'm not sure which way she will lean, so... You're not mysteries. You, yeah. Did you not just spend like 32 hours in a car with her? <laughs> yeah. We 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 did. Um, so yeah, we uh, we drove from Kansas City to uh, TFCon in Baltimore. So yes, we we got to spend lots of time in the car together. So it, it was wonderful. So Anna said okay. she is in the uh, the chat. She's going to be there, our, there our Transformers spell check. There, there you go. So, so yeah. Um, and then I, I do want to mention, so next week we're going to go ahead and do a Cyberverse show. So apparently I'm locking myself in that I actually have to watch this show now. Um, the uh, season four is coming out and there was a movie, uh, right, to, to kick it off. Yeah, so, so they have the first of the, I think, two movies of season four is on YouTube through the Transformers official channel. So it's a 45-minute-long episode that I uh, watched last night. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, if you like the other cyber stuff, you'll like this. If you didn't like the other cyber stuff, you won't like it. It's like nine normal Cyberverse episodes long. Yeah, hence the movie sort of aspect to it. Phil, well, did it give you a boner? There were moments where I was like, yeah, that's, that's some fun stuff. Phil, but you, you got a tingle. Yeah. I, I now it, need a little arms moved. toy. I need a little arms toy. Shout out to Little Arms. Shout out to Seinfeld. 
It's like that lightsaber in uh, the Hoth that goes jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. And you use the force. So, so I couldn't get through season one. Um, and so I'm hoping maybe if I just start with season two, is that, is that the best way to go, Phil? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's some stuff in season one that I don't know. Season one, like tells you who some of the characters are. Cause they do have new characters in, in the show. Um, in mm. season one, if you just kind of muscle through it, like season two is where it's like, Oh, things are getting interesting now. And, and, I don't know. It's still more kid focused, but it's, it's a like, show for children. You'll be fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. To Rob's point, even if you just start a season two, you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, even even season two kind of starts off not. It's sort of where the first season ended, but it's like they did sort of a a, a skip a little bit. Yeah. So. I think season one's worth watching. Yeah, it is a little bit of a slog. That's the only season I've watched. But um, there's some world building in it that I think is worth, you know. Catherine in the chat also says just skip to season two. And Enos also says shout out to Tiny Arm Action Figure. Now, isn't like Tarn in this uh, in the show now or something? So he's in the very end of season three and he, they showed him in the trailer for these movies. But what I can't figure out is, is, is that actually stuff for the the second movie or is those, are those just shots used from the end of season three? And I, I haven't seen the end of season three recently enough to remember if that's it exactly. Because cause the Tarn stuff has nothing to do with the first movie. The, tarn, the, the, the first movie has everything to do with what's coming out now on the shelves for the Cyberverse toy line. And as far as I know, the, it's not like, it's not actually Tarn. It's just like a character model. Right. Yeah. For, it's, for it's, I don't even know if they give it a name. It's like this alternate dimension, extra evil Megatron's foot soldier are like a bunch of Tarns and they just like teleport in and look badass. Uh, and, yeah. Sure. So he's not leading a hit squad with a list of Decepticons to murder. No, he's, he's <laughs> Megatron's. He's, he's, he's a, a, a Viacon. He, he's the equivalent of, of a Viacon. So should we move on to our actual topic instead of yeah. next week's topic? Our stuff was next week. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just wanted to give a preview and, uh, you know, whatnot. So that way if people wanted to prepare, uh, like me, um, and, and watch the show. So is it at least better than, uh, the Netflix show? The first 30 seconds shows you the ultimate difference Christian. between those two shows. There's laughter. They actually laugh in the show, which is what something they never did in the Netflix show. It's just different. It's just like some people will watch Cyberverse and not like it. Um, I'm a fan. Cool. One last: if if you're telling people to go watch it, where can you watch it? YouTube. YouTube. The trans the official Transformers uh, YouTube page has the 45 minute episode. I think that I think it has all the episodes. Honestly. Yeah, I meant the like the the whole first three seasons. You could probably season watch on one that. and two is on Netflix in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think season three and, and the movie are on YouTube. I thought these movies were supposed to be on Netflix, or are they just not available yet? 
I, I do not have any clue. I don't mm. know why season three isn't on Netflix yet. It's it's sort of weird. Transformers and Netflix are weird. Like they'll just have like like the R.I.D. won't they don't have all the seasons of R.I.D. on there. At least they didn't. Um, you know, it, it, the the Prime on Netflix. I think I think maybe they might have uh, added the more the later seasons, but for a while it's just season one. So, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. But then, of course, they have their own Netflix Transformers show. So they've got all that. So, I don't know. It's 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 haphazard. Fair enough. So, anyway, on to our actual topic tonight. So, um, Paul, what did you, you had something? You look like you're about to talk. Fair enough. Uh, I think there's actually, and this this is going to piss off Anna so much. Um, well, we all definitely have opinions on an individual level. You have opinions. I think there's actually the correct answer to this. I think there is a definite wrong answer. What's the, what's the, uh, the correct answer is obviously looking like the cartoon. Yeah. That's, that's what the the line does. Yeah. Whatever it is. It's comic, whatever. It's, it's accuracy to fiction. A hundred percent. You know, now if you make a toy that has no fiction, or, you know, a prime that doesn't look like anything, and later you make fiction for it, then, you know, people will probably then care more about those toys that you had because now they have more actual character to them. But, I mean, just look at the toy line, and maybe some of this is late-stage transformerism for all of us where, you know, we've all got huge collections, and so it's all like, well, i got to narrow it down. I want the thing that hits the nostalgia the most or represents the thing I love the most, which is more times than not going to be the fiction. And just look what the line does. How many times have you guys been like, oh, that figure was great. Now this one is a little more accurate. And you chuck it. And that doesn't matter if you're Masterpiece or Chug. Like, that affects both of us, (laughs) you know, across both lines or all segments of the community. When that better looking Prime comes out, chuck it. Rob, my question for you is because I know, you know, you also love the Beast Boxes. And, yeah. and some of this other stuff. So, like, what attracts you? Because there's no fiction for that, as far as no. I know. So, like, what attracts you to those? Like, but not same, same as rock lords and shit. and cassettes. Okay. Uh, simple basic shapes. Because I'm a child. Fair enough. That's hundred percent what it is. Yeah. Unsurprised, Catherine says I'm wrong, and I'm not. Because look at the market. Look what it does. All the toys go that way. Again, individual level, of course, there's opinions, but there's obviously, if you want to make money, there's a direction you go. And it's animation accurate or fiction accurate, whatever that fiction is. I I think that in general, the, the market is all, like for everything is going upscale. And so I think that that's the move is, is whether or not it's unique, a unique take, or it's animation accurate. Um. I don't think that like having figures that like aren't well painted, that aren't articulated and whatever, like that's just not going to play nowadays. Um, so I, I think that that's the main thing, but I, I do think it seems like there's a bifurcation between, you know, the masterpiece toys or, you know, whatever it may be versus, uh, you know, the, unique takes and whatnot but both like everything that's getting produced nowadays i feel like is is really nice just because hasbro up their game and um you know like you just you just can't compete you know at at that bottom end 
if you're if you're not making a nice toy. No, and I feel like this answer would have been a lot different, like pre the Bay movie explosion. You know, both on screen and in the toy aisles, because you know if we think back to the way. Because what did we get at that time? It was classics, which were reimaginings of the G1 characters, and we all lost our shit over it. You know, it was the best stuff ever. We didn't care that it didn't look like the screen as much, because beforehand, like, oh, you wanted a wheeljack? Well, you're using, like, an Armada toy. <laughs> you know, that just had a name slapped on it, or, or whatever that toy is, because Christian's making weird eyes, so I probably screwed up one of them. But... Oh, Energon Downshift. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was a lot of that. Like, we were Actually... stuff that was way off. You know, like as far as, but it was just like, oh, it's, I'm going to use the Energon Inferno because it's an Inferno and he's red. And I guess that'll have, yay. There was a lot of that going on. I've forgotten those days, but yeah. It it seems, that stuff seems foolish to me now because like those are different characters, completely different characters. And we just didn't have, everyone was still chasing that dragon of the, of the cartoon accurate g1 thing which now you can get that with master masterpieces in a way it's just a retro line you know it's it's all retro stuff until they start making you know more more modern toys in that line that are screen accurate to the time it's still gonna be that retro thing and you know i agree with you rob that there is an answer to this but i think it goes beyond just the screen accuracy thing like the designs that Floro Deary made are superior to the toys we got. They just, they yes. always were. You ever seen those Ladybird books or even the packaging art on the back of the boxes? Obviously, you've seen those. But like when they did make them look toy accurate, like this stuff, I remember even as a kid, I was like, that is stupid. Like that looks <laughs> so dumb. Like, yes, go, like go play with, Prime your with the sled ratchet and Ironhide. Yeah, like they I mean, actually those are the worst. But, those are the worst examples. Yes, I picked out the worst one. But, but like they, they had Optimus Prime with like the weird, you know, like gap in his shoulders with mm-hmm. the the cutout in his arm. It just all looked so dumb. Like I I just still can't believe the foresight that this whole the, whatever the original team had to like change those. And I know a lot of it had to do with just making it simple enough to animate. But no, they just they improved those designs. And we're still chasing it, and we will yeah, be they pulled, forever. Pulled characters out of those lifeless, you know, automatons, which misshapen. Is totally, yeah, yeah, and like yeah, the GoBot foresight or insight. Yeah, and the the GoBots did not do that enough. Didn't do well enough at that. They look a lot like the toys, and they yep. they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, for what it's worth, none of them were, or I shouldn't say none of them, but like a lot of them didn't look as bad as G1 Ironhide or Ratchet. You know, most of them aren't that far off or even just, you know, kind of clunky like a lot of the Diaclone-based stuff is. Although, you know, look at the Floridary toys. Like, some of them came out really well. I think, like, Hot Rod still came out really well. But then, you know, you look at well, I think once you, Cup. Once you get away from the Diaclone microchange stuff, you know, 86 and on, it's a little bit better. Yeah. In general, it does get better. I Those are a lot of my favorite toys or once they get into the gimmicks you know, the headmaster, power master, target master, blah, blah, blah. But, and they don't get that far off anymore. Now it's at least, it's representative. It's not just, oh, we're completely redoing it, as Paul said. I you do know, and miss those. 
reimagining days, though. I hadn't thought about them in a long time, but we all really did go crazy for classics. And then later, Universe, in the first round of Generations 2. I, I yeah. didn't... No, I don't think anyone ever minded those, at least on the whole. Not at the time, definitely. Not at the time. No, the, those mean, are still cool. The problem is we never got fiction with that stuff. So it just sort of existed. And I think th- I think we will return to that at some point. I think it's going to be quite a while because they just... They've just they're just squeezing the the sponge right now for like you know it, it's just the again it's the retro thing they're they're using the engineering that they've the tricks they've learned with masterpiece and they're downscaling it which we've had this conversation a million times but there's so much they can still do with that until until the well runs dry. Well, here's the question: when the as the well is running dry to summit, you know, there's plenty of. G1 toys I can pick out that don't have anything, but you know, they are going to run out. But like at that point, do they just keep doing more and more Unicron trilogy prime and maybe even animated, you know, there's a ton of beast wars and beast machines that haven't been touched. Do they start doing that until engineering gets to the point? And if the brand hasn't died by then, well now it's time to do G1 again, you know, because with all our new engineering, like I wonder if they can perpetually keep it going without ever having to like, think of anything new yes because that's why we're getting the new stunticons right yeah well and the, it's old timers were like we just got them but it's like no that's like six years ago or seven yeah, years I don't ago think my kid was born yet i don't know <laughs> and the, to look back those those things look shitty now like really bad they looked the, bad then let's, let's yeah <laughs> yeah people were happy because it was better than nothing but it was like three toys made up a 70 toy line figure and it was just like three basic toys the thing that i think is interesting that they're doing now with legacy is they're taking these different universes and kind of shoehorning it into the like whatever you want to call it g1 aesthetic class like whatever the aesthetic is of the line and so like they're taking the prime toys and like that was one of the things i wanted to kind of bring up for the show is is because I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Like, I'm not sure I like it. Like, I, w- I think I would have rather had more animation-accurate Prime Toys to come back out. But, like, I don't yes. know that I want uh, a bulkhead that is, you know, whatever whatever we're getting and whatnot. Or, yes. Peef, yes. So, the thing we just talked about, classics, you know, reimagining of previous characters into, like, new modern versions that's all that's happening with bulkhead that is not a g1 bulkhead that is just like not it's the bulkhead character in a new shell and i feel like if with a new um, mode and all that stuff i feel if we had a lot less product a lot of us would be more interested in that and what are most people or not i shouldn't say most i have no numbers on this but definitely you know some people like oh that's cool it's a neat it's a new idea i kind of like that and then others are like Let's obviously just a pre-tool, isn't that you know the tool? It was designed right. for some other character first, and now they're doing the repaint version of it first, just to do that. And a lot of people are like, "Well, it doesn't look like the way he looks in any fiction, and I'm not interested in it. it looks dumb because it doesn't look like Bulkhead to me." Blah blah blah. But the old Bulkhead was ama- looked exactly how it needed to. You know, like yeah, they yeah. didn't. There's no yeah. dragon to chase with Bulkhead. He's done. So right. I think that's, I that's with... an interesting point is like the idea of dragons to chase with some of these toys. And and I think you started to get it. We, I talked about it in the idea of being Unicron trilogy 
Um, some of you guys even said before that and car robots, RID, that, that you're getting really screen accurate toys. 20 years ago, we started to get really, really good screen accurate toys. Um, even some of the beast machines were really screen accurate. Not most all, of them some. sucked. Most of the beast machine toys sucked hard. <laughs> you started to get a level of screen accuracy that we hadn't seen before to that point, but definitely with, with car robots, RID. Yeah, and so since then, that, it's all been pretty good. Right. So, Great. so, so to me, the thing is with bulkhead is the thing is with bulkhead and RC, the thing that I think they suffer from is those were designed by toy designers with an ulterior motive, which is the idea of using that mold for different toys. And, and so when you get that, you're not getting something that looks like you thought it would look, it looks different, but you also don't have any fiction associated to. So let me, let me pause uh, and, and go to my kind of next point back to car robots, RID the, the Optimus Prime from from what was it? Inferno Convoy is is the Japanese name. Am I is that correct? Fire Convoy. Fire Convoy. I'm sorry. Fire Convoy. Fire Convoy. What do you guys think of that toy? Awesome. What do you guys think of that design? Amazing. You want to talk about a boner? Like I had a boner for like a year when yeah. that thing first came out. But it, it nobody wants to, to talk about a boner. That's just you, Paul. You're the <laughs> only one missing sorry. that. Sorry. Shout out to Paul's boner. No, I don't have one, I don't have one now, but I, okay. I did back in um, 1999. So, so it's one of those things is that that was a reimagining of Optimus Prime, but it looked like the fiction. It, it it looked like the animation that we had at the time. So I don't know what the toy was designed first, the animation was designed first. I, I don't know what was the chicken or the egg, but it looked like what we saw on the screen. It was new. It was different. A version of Optimus Prime. I think that was, was that the first time that we'd gotten a new Optimus Prime and like a new mo- alt mode and all that. And like, yeah, I think most Transformers fans gushed all over that thing, rightly so. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're getting with this bulkhead and RC, our reimaginings of them. The problem with this bulkhead and RC is that instead of trying to look like one toy, they're, they're, they're kind of cheap looking toys. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago um, after the, in the reveal podcast episode. And then we also talked about the idea that they're likely to be remolded for other toys. So you're not really getting a dedicated mold for bulkhead or for RC. You're getting something that's designed to be shared and, and you know, yeah, all right, you get something that looks different than what people were expecting. And anytime you get something that's like not what people are expecting, they're going to be a little bit unhappy. And then you get something that looks kind of cheap. So I think those kind of suffer for it, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that transformers takes existing characters and gives them new designs um you know I, I welcome that to be honest with you well i think the question too is is that you know if you're a fan of uh unicron trilogy or or of prime or whatever it may be like if you want you know new versions of those characters like this may be the way the only way you're going to get it so i think hasbro's kind of testing the waters like you know, are people okay with this? Are they okay with it being a pre-tool for some other, you know, G1 figure or whatnot? Or, like, do you have to have that absolute animation accuracy? And if you're okay I with think, it being a retool, you're probably going to get a lot more of them. I think different generations lend themselves to that treatment better than others. 
like Unicron trilogy stuff is generally pretty blocky, which is similar to G1, generally pretty blocky. You can kind of throw them into those bodies. I mean, the uh, Galaxy Upgrade Optimus is not as good as Cybertron Optimus Prime. Nothing ever will be. That figure is amazing. But it looks close enough. Uh, same with, you know, the Selects Hotshot. It looks like the Cybertron Defense thing enough to evoke the original. I think when you get to stylized lines like Prime and Animated, it's harder to force those very specific designs into a G1-like aesthetic. I think now, that's the I, problem we're seeing now. I think you can go the other direction. Like, if you give me pretty much any character in an animated style and make a toy of it, I'm going to buy it. Because um, I, I love that aesthetic. I love the, yeah. the Derek designs. And, you know, as we, I'm sure probably everybody here at least knows, he's designed, like, a bunch more. He's drawn a ton mm -hmm. of other stuff, you know, that that never got toys or never showed up in the show. And there's a lot that showed up in the show as background characters because he's a nerd and he threw them in because it was fun. Um, yep. So, like, if you go the other direction, and I think there's a chance for it. But I, I think it's just well, what can we put into G1 and how can we keep expanding and G1? And that's one thing I think would be interesting is is if they took, like, say, these Beast Wars designs that they've done over the last year, and then they just do G1, like, painted redecos of some of that stuff and reimagined of, like, you know, again, like, Phil, I know you you brought up, too, about the um, the Starscream that's a, uh, the third-party one that's the Phoenix or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, like, that, that kind of stuff, too. I think it'd be neat to see some of those types of things, like, I would kind of like to see some of that personally. We've had a couple third party things like that. You know, we reviewed Red Bull on Microcasters last year when it came out. And what I said then is what I'll say now is it's a cool design, but I didn't need it for a hundred dollars, but for $20, absolutely. I'd be into that. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I mean, to... I think that's, that's kind of where I land is, so, so I think part of what brought this up was the new Predaking that's coming out. You, some of you guys King were showing, toys, yeah, yeah, King Toys Predaking. Um, you know, some people had Catherine had uh, their version of Tantrum, the full size version of Tantrum uh, that a bunch of us were looking at at TFCon. I thought that was an awesome looking toy. I, if I can find that, like if that goes on some Black Friday deals, like probably won't pick that sucker up. Um, I absolutely love those sort of slightly reimaginings on it. And I think, honestly, I feel more so that I want to see those reimaginings now that we've gotten near-perfect versions of these of these toys. We have near-perfect, you know, Hot Rods and Ultra Magnuses and Optimus Primes and Starscreams out the wazoo. So give me something that is a, a little bit different, that is a new sort of take on it. You know, we were getting that with the Unicron trilogy. Sometimes they executed it well. Sometimes it was meh. But like that, that you know, uh, Energon Sharkticon, that thing's sweet. It's just like a little like cool like submarine boat thing that's like, all right, it doesn't look exactly like a Sharkticon, but it's like, it's cool. And I, I, I want to see some more of that. I'm, I'm... Slug Slinger. They're both twin cockpitted jets. Yeah. That's where it ends. Yeah. yeah. But that slug slinger from from you know Energon is is just freaking sweet. Yeah, it's. I think uh, I'm with you. If that in that if we're going to get reimaginings, I don't want them to be close. 
Like, I don't want another classics and I don't want another universe. I'd rather have another alternators or another, you know, Cybertron or another, a line that has, you know, the beast dudes that are G1 dudes. You know, that's, that would be cool. I don't want them to be, you know, remotely close. I want them to be something new. I, I mentioned this, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks back, um, when we were going over some recent reveals that like part of me does miss how we used to get toy lines that were just all new stuff. And some of y'all try to be like, but Cyberverse, it's like those toys don't meet our standards. Let's, let's be real here. That's they don't, you know, um, they don't, I kind of miss some of that, but if I have to be honest, I don't have room for it anymore either. And that's, I think something that I know a lot of us, because we talk about it all the damn time. If not on the show, then in private chats too, is like, well, I got to purge again or I got to cut down and it's, well, if I have to pick this cool toy but has nothing at all versus this great-looking rendition, again, whether you're Chug or Masterpiece or Legends, you know, whatever you like. Uh, sorry, Paul. Sorry. Uh, mm. Childsterpiece, Masterpiece, or Legends that you like. Mini uh, Masterpieces, of course. That uh, you're going to probably pick that over the cool toy but no attachment beyond that versus the cool toy and has a bunch of attachments. I think you can make room. I cannot. I know this. I know you can't, but you can make room in your heart. Anyway, but the last line I did that with was bot bots. Yeah, I tried it out when they came out, and I, you know, I ended up going crazy for it. But I was like, okay, if I'm gonna get these, I've got to make a dedicated display space, you know, for them because they're so unique. And I, I did that. I'm happy with it. I'm sad that they're not come out in a year. I hope they're still coming back. But like, there's still room for that. Well, to me, I think part of it is, is is world building and fiction and whatnot as well. And, you know, some of these unique one-off toys are exactly that one-offs. And it's like, well, what do you do with that? And I suppose that you can put together that Starscream Phoenix thing and you can put together the Kang toys and you can put together that Red Bull or whatever the thing was. But, like, they don't exactly go together. And, and, and I think that that's the thing that's really hard is, is, like, if you actually had a full line of, you know, some of these toys, I think that that looks a lot better than it's, like, I, I just, I don't have room in my collection for one-offs. Like, I could have a, sh- if I can have a shelf at least, I'm, I'm okay, but. That's the late-stage Transformerism in all of us. Yeah. See, where me so and Anna kind of use that term now. It's, it's, great. it's a great term. It's a, did a good job. Awesome term. It explains everything. I, I like, think what's funny, though, is the difference between our version of that term and Peter's version of that term. And Peter's version is like, oh, I just have room for everything. I just I just buy more room. <laughs> and Peter doesn't yeah. believe in this in the phrase. He yeah. just, Peter's yeah. late stage transformerism is, hey, I'm going super deep into machine robo now. Yes. <laughs> I don't even gets. know. Can you? The, the, that's just Tuesday for Peter. I don't think. Right. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that that's uh, late stage or, or whatever. Like, I think he's been pretty consistent with how he collects. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, so, so Anna had a point in the chat, like, to, to, you know, piggyback on what Christian said. So original designs need to be cheap. And I think to a certain extent, yeah, if we're going to get something new that we haven't seen before, like, bot bots were cheap. They're, they're a good entry level, like, all right, you know, do you want to try it out? You don't have to spend a lot of money to decide if you like it or not. And if you buy two or three of them, you don't feel too put out if you didn't like it. Versus if you're going to buy a MP scale, you know, transformer for, for you know, hundreds of bucks. Yeah, exactly. But I think if they did like a main line of like, all right, here, here we're going to redo Beast Wars, but 
with like the Gen One characters added in and they turn into animals, like that yeah, cool. I'd, I'd, I'd be down to see that. I'd be down to see you know new mainline renditions of that sort of thing and pay twenty twenty two bucks for deluxe. Can we? Can I clarify a few things from what I'm hearing? No, no, no. All right, Rob, what do you want to say? Alternators were twenty bucks when they came out. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right? Yeah, and like, Final Tech was go 50 bucks. Final Tech was 50. And we were like... Okay, I wasn't. I got Final Tech whenever I could because it had die cast. But those were our masterpiece toys. I remember we put our our Vinyl Techs and alternators with uh, MP01. You know, we're like, and cool. Was designed that way. Yeah, that was, like, that didn't sense. look like anything. But we did it. Because <laughs> we didn't have anything else. Um, Talking about, like, the, the one-offs and the weird stuff. Like, that's where, if you made a Venn diagram... Anna and I overlap in that I do like um, my my favorite word esoteric like esoteric shells of just weird stuff and like you you ask Rob where do you put that stuff and the answer is on the top like a bunch of like just weird one off crossover stuff is up there because I don't know where else to put it and actually in my little corner shelf there's also some of that like got like some of the sports label stuff is up there so I enjoy you know either one offs or very small lines. Like some of that, I think that can make for interesting displays. Um, so I don't think everything has to be this big, deep line. But I do think if you're trying to sell something new to people, I do think it's hard to do with to get them to buy in when you only do one or two of something. You know, I think they either get over it quick. Um, I, I just the only place other than Hasbro we have as an example is third party. And how many? I don't know. I feel like there's several lines where like. They will start something new, and who do they do first? They do a version like Optimus and a version like Megatron, and maybe you get a third character, and then you just never see anything again, right? You know, it's like they've already exhausted the interest level for it. Um, and so I, I just think it's one of those again where the market kind of determines it, and it's pretty we're, we're pretty picky. And then the answer was to why I think is all of it. I think it's space. I think it's nostalgia. I just think it's hard to get you know like the Bird star scream and the bull side swipe going very far. I like them a lot. I don't hundred dollar, hundred fifty dollar like them, but I twenty and thirty dollar like them. But, but I will no, buy them. The if they were twenty is, and thirty dollars, hard it would though not is, you, okay. So no, they're not going to produce twenty and thirty dollar toys. I guess maybe those the King Toys no, Legends saying, like you get that for thirty ish or whatever. But like most of this stuff, like in order for them to make any type of a you know, money, they have to charge more than that. And and that's the thing that's really hard is, is like, you know, if you're going to do like a Moss Toys or whatnot, where, you know, they had that skiff figure that wasn't painted and whatnot, so they could make a certain price point. And like, it just does not hold up at all. You know, um, I mean, now Hasbro's done their own version of that, which is better um, than. It's definitely better. Yeah, I say this, you know, somebody that loves 3 people. This is definitely better than this gift toy. So, I mean, you're, you're just treading too close to the Hasbro waters, I feel like, if you're doing cheaper toys. You have to go, like, the Kang toy stuff. And then what, what was that other company that did that, like, one-off that um, uh, that Paul had? Not, not uh, S- SND Toys? Paul. Yeah, whoever it was. No. I don't think it was SND. There, there, there was somebody had some some other uh, figure that was really nice. It wasn't Kang Toys. I can't remember. 
Well, you've what, given what, us so much to go off on here. What is yeah, the, remember the guy that has that there. toy? Just, remember that toy? That one toy? Shout out to BP. <laughs> yeah. And say, oh, is that what we, you're we need, talking about? Yeah, the one that Brooklyn Paul had. Oh, got it. Yeah, the uh, kind of like Mad Max looking line. They're doing four of them. And like two of them make Hulk hands that go onto another figure. Um, there's like some bikes. The bikes, I think, make Hulk hands. And it's like this big tractor trailer. It's like, again, something out of Mad Max or something. Yeah, there's like a wolf really cool. that turns into like a, an attachment for the, the main bot. Yes, that's the hands. There's a, a pair of them. Okay. Yeah. And it's another one that looks awesome. I really want to buy it because it looks cool. But I'm like, where the hell am I going to put it? I'm already going to chuck some stuff. As yeah. a fandom, have we gotten so oversaturated with actual Transformer stuff that we're finally able to support third-party Transformers that aren't IP infringing? Maybe. I Is mean, it we have, there's a desire for it, but but Rob's right. Like we don't have space. <clears throat> well, that sounds like a you problem. It's 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 a space and a budget thing. If like if I only have so much money to spend on a toy, what? I'm gonna. I'm, what is Christian doing? Hardcore Christian just showed up. Uh, yeah. It's unrustables. Ah, it's unrustables. Yeah. Okay. You. Dude, you about to spit in a mic? This is awesome. I've never <laughs> seen wish. you like this. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I bring this up because it's like, cold here now, but I always have this hat because I did support the unrustables. And part of that was the, the lore that they were building even before the fiction never came out. And that is a whole other topic, but it was nice to see that there was another property with unique designs that they were building a world and you were kind of part of it because they were running the contest where like, if you make your own character, you could be in the comic. And then it's like, it's a whole, it's a whole world as opposed to just this design that they you know, threw out and tried to sell with no support. And it went That's extremely poorly, but I like to think that that was just mismanagement, not actually it was. representative of, you know, any of the pieces contained within. By the way, they didn't sell this hat. I got the patch with my kit, and I made this hat because I wanted to have one. Do that with my patch. It was great, dude. When's your album dropping? <laughs> Next week. Because I want to buy it. I think Christian and Lucas both need to do that. And, like, just show up to the next convention looking like some biker gang members. I mean, Lucas has got the hair and the uh, the beard now. You know, <laughs> Christian, you got the beard going on too. I mean, this is going to be like just you know, like grandsons of anarchy i don't know, I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> well i mean this, was coming out at a really interesting time at the tail end of sons of anarchy which was super popular at the time and then it's like a robot biker gang like what's not to like there like they probably this did too many variants of the first two figures and i think they could have gone really far if it not had not been for you know the mismanagement the creative people involved in it were fantastic Yep. Um, unfortunate that things went the way it did but yes Paul I think we're ready if it has all of the elements well I'm ready for you to wear that hat 24-7 alright <laughs> that thing could change your whole thing your whole life there you go I like so, it you know, I out last night to get food so, interesting looks. Christian may I ask what you consider being cold temperature wise uh, last night it was 45 okay I mean, that's a summer day in Chicago right there. Yeah, that's... I'd that's mow my cool, lawn in that. gentle breeze. <laughs> I'm thinking of a quote from The Wire, but I can't say it. So. Most quotes you can't say from The Wire. <laughs> uh, 
you okay, know, when so, we think about, sorry, go ahead, Paul, go ahead. Well, okay, I'm going to clarify now. So I've heard you guys say a lot about, I'm going back a, a few steps, but um, talking about screen accuracy and like new designs and new stuff and slug slingers that looked cool. But like, are you saying, are you saying you want like G1 Hound, but he's a rattlesnake, but it's G1 Hound? Or do you want a rattlesnake that looks like G1 Hound? Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, if you want. I think it was the former. A new version of G1, of old characters. Forget the G1 term. Old characters, like, reimagined, but they're still the same? Or you want, like, all new stuff? Because part of the problem with Transformers is that when they do something new, they have all these trademarks and stuff they have to keep. So they, like, it's very confusing and it dilutes the brand when, like, you know, even Phil said, that's the first new Optimus Prime of forever. No, no, no. That was Fire Convoy, bro. That was not Optimus Prime until until they ganked it and brought it over to the United States and just labeled it Op- Optimus Prime. Sure, it was supposed to evoke him, but it was the same as like Jinrai or something. Like Fire Convoy got Jinrai into Power Master Optimus Prime in the United States, and I, it gets confusing because there's all these different iterations of like Ultra Magnus, and some of them are very they they might as well be called. Omega Magnus, you know, like some, they're not the same character at all, but it's so confusing. Yeah, different dude. Like God Magnus was, yeah, he was, you could tell he was supposed to be like an homage, but he wasn't him. Why is Inferno an ant and worshiping Megatron? That's That's not my Inferno. So, so, so Paul, I I know what you're saying. That's awful because it's in the same continuity. It's so bad. I hate it. But my experience of of car robots was in, in the Fox cartoon, in the toy line that came out here at first. Yes, not there real. is more to it, um, but but you're not one I of the real the ones. Vast majority of Transformers fans, that's how they first experienced it. And I think sure. coming back to your previous question, yeah, if you made a hound, if you made a new cartoon, and you had combination of G1 characters and Beast Wars characters, and they all turn into robots, and you throw in like a a new version of not not I'm not saying Windblade herself, but like windblade drift lockdown like give me some new dudes mixed in with all of that that's kind of what i'm clamoring for i'm clamoring for something that is 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 gives me some tangential ties to what we've seen before but a newer twist on it and i feel like it's been a long time since we've seen that yeah i guess i just want Cybertron even doesn't even do that. Cybertron is fairly like the storylines are different, yeah. but the the looks are relatively G one slavish. Well, I just oh, mean yeah. like the characters though are generally all new. Like even if they reuse the name, they don't have anything to do with it. But like well, I'm after sorry, that, Cybertron you got... versus Cyberverse. I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like once you get to animated, there are definitely some new takes, and that's what birthed Bulkhead. You know, who's part of this? The whole reason we're having this conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, but what but if they, it, what if they called was... him Hound in animated? You know, like yeah. that would have fucked up everything that we're talking about right now. We yeah. did, we wouldn't even be having this the same conversation. And I I say that specifically because that's how he got done dirty in the Bayverse. That was that's clearly supposed to be like bulkhead. Yeah, but he's Hound now. Yeah, he's just green. No. That's it. Yeah. I mean, really, he right. he's so far that that char- well, like most of the Bayverse characters, he's so far removed from the name that's given to him. That it doesn't make sense, but like that really should. Even Rick has said that that was 
kind of supposed to be bulkhead. But like those well, names, those and, names and ironically, really matter. I mean that that design that is coming out, I mean, looks a lot like that. It's, you know, it's like out, it looks yeah. like the movie yeah. essentially like one too. So I think we've pieced it together. This <laughs> detective crew transformer cast. So we've solved something mystery. I'd kind of like to pivot a little bit. Um, you know, talking about uh, G one accuracy is that. It annoys me with these where they're trying to tweak things and get things just a little more accurate, a lot more accurate either way. But then they make designs that are not fun at all because it's accurate or they have a pile of crap on the back. Masterpiece. Because it, in order to make it accurate or whatever from the front. Okay, Lucas, like, I don't know what you're line. talking about, Lucas. I don't know what <laughs> you might be talking about in the slightest. So just, you know, no one knows. Is that, is that X-Trans bots? Well, one yeah, of the things bot. I thought was interesting, like, so the new Fans Toys uh, Soundwave dropped, right? And they've been doing comparison shots between him and the, you know, Masterpiece Soundwave, right? And man, that masterpiece sound wave still holds up. Like if you look at those pic, like at least for me, when it's I was looking toy. at those pictures, I'm like, you know, like the new one, like obviously the fans toys looks a little bit better, but I don't know if it looks like whatever price I had to pay and like whatever the pain in the neck transformation that thing's going to have to be. It's not uh, that bad. That. Look, I've, I watched a review of it and oh, did you? Okay. it's, it's very similar to the existing masterpiece uh, Soundwave, as well as uh, the KFC's Blaster. Mm-hmm. Um, same person who designed that designed the Unrustables. Um, yep. But you know, it's. I mean, there are some newer parts, like some of the start stuff in the middle is a little more complex, but it di- it doesn't look that bad, to be honest. But you know, masterpiece Soundwave was very complex for its time, and now it's like yeah. second nature, and it's. Right. I mean, it is still a wonderful toy. I, I think the colors are off for animation accuracy, but that's it. You know, like yeah, honestly, they could they slap doing at that time. Yeah, I, I they could do a Soundwave Plus and yeah. not even re-engineer it, and you would be like 95 percent of what the fans toys is doing. Of course, I, I think, have a fans toys one that is shipped; it's on the way, and I got Sound Blaster so I could keep that mold, and I'll get rid of my G1 Soundwave. But um, yeah, I think the tapes. For fans, toys are the bigger improvement than Soundwave himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, those may cause an issue for me later. But but this comes back to my point from earlier is that I'm not saying we. I think we've crossed a little bit of a line now where we've gotten damn near perfect toy representations of these characters, and so to me it's like oh, animated Soundwave like. That that was a cool updated design of Soundwave that was all right, had enough similarities, but was different, exaggerated some of the proportions. Like I, I would I would gladly take something like that. Even like the the toys haven't been great of it, but the Cyberverse Soundwave does look pretty neat. But even if you gave me something that was you know, even just a little bit more different, like it's it's you know, comic books always talks about the idea of like fans want something new, but they also want the old thing. So you need to give the perception of change without really changing things. Like you, you kind of need that with Transformers too. We need the perception of something different, but still tying it something to, to what we've had before. So, uh, you know, that's where I think some of these lines that 
we look back on that are like, you know, 10, 12 years old now, like prime and animated. I think a lot of people look at that pretty favorably because you got new characters, but you also got old care. You, you got new versions of characters. You already knew you got a new RC and like, Oh, she's blue instead of pink. And like, People were kind of freaked out about that, and they had like little pink accents on her to tie into it. But now she's like, "That's an awesome character. She looked cool." Like, you know, I'm pissed. I'm not getting a more screen accurate version of that toy of that of that character now. So that's they had some, we already had half, it. Yeah, we not only had half decent fiction for it. Um, yeah, we also had really good toys of the show. So it's yeah. it's like they don't have a gap to fill there. And again, I feel that's the case as you said earlier from Red on. It's like. You won't show accurate. You got it. Like, yeah, maybe you can redo some Unicron trilogy stuff with a little more articulation and stuff. But you know, it's My not. It's nothing like the Gap modern spy changers, man. What? Modern spy changers, please. Those are dinky. Yeah. yeah. I I think that the next if if they're gonna branch off from Beast G one, I consider Beast Wars G one to be honest, like conceptually if they're going to branch off from masterpiece like they did with the movie stuff i think the first thing they would do is prime because i think there's there's just like an investment in that brand from the hasbro team and it's been 10 plus years so i think that trilogy i yeah i i do actually i think they would go to prime first because i i just think that it had such there were so many more eyes on Transformers at that time that it has a bigger fan base, and it is it, it is definitely growing. has a fan base. They wouldn't yeah. have to work as hard to bring anybody back for Prime. Plus, Prime is readily available to watch right now. But also, oh. Prime is a relatively small catalog of characters. True. Unless you did more. And like, and the, yet, the people who grew up with Unicron Trilogy, you know, the people my age, if they didn't stay in it like I did or like Surge did, You'll have to bring them back to Masterpiece and to reintroduce them to Transformers with Masterpiece to try and get, you know, Masterpiece hotshot off the ground. With Prime, I feel like a lot of the Prime folks are still around. They didn't go away. Yeah, and with the Unicron trilogy, other than I can see them doing some Armada stuff, perhaps, but I just I feel that that would be more of a mainline. Um, celebration of the brand than a Masterpiece thing. Because the Armada sideswipe. Yeah. Yes. I mean, other other than Armada, the other two shows were the CG models of the toys. Yeah. Like, there's not much to improve there, other than you know, again, maybe make them bigger, maybe make the articulation better than they were. But generally, what you saw on screen was the toy you got. And and let's be real. Sometimes it doesn't mean it was always great, and that's why you know the the fans' hobby. Cybertron Prime is or Energon Prime is looked at with a lot of uh, excitement and enthusiasm because there's all right, yeah, it was screen accurate, but even what was on the screen was like, oh, he, he needs to go on a diet. There's Let's... another iteration of that that will make it awesome. Yeah. But like there's if it's third party, I think they are going kind of bigger and more meaty. But if it's mainline, they're gonna be smaller than what we got back in the day. Let's be real. Like, it's uh, almost assuredly like software. Metroplex isn't going to be because he's got a Titan, which again astounds me. But here and we are, three times as much as we paid for him then. Yeah, and he's but he's going to be larger, um, right? Isn't he going to be taller than the original toy? Yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like that's 
the exception that kind of you know proves the rule. You know, the rest of the ninety nine percent of the time. Cybertron Optimus and Galaxy Upgrade Optimus from Siege. That's what we're yeah. looking at. Yeah, it's. But that's different because I, I, I shouldn't say that's different. Can. I feel the downside with that is that that was a remold of that's of fair. a character that they obviously made for what was going to be on the TV. Like the the Siege Optimus is exactly how he looked like on the cartoon you know to the point that even like the little ports were animated into the cartoon um, I, I think what we're talking about is if they did new versions of unicron trilogy most of them are going to be smaller because toys are smaller now because of prices i think it's just the reality of it like the the new laser prime that's coming out it's a leader it's going to be way smaller than the original laser prime right i mean or the same fine, size this is more articulated it's okay though, because that, that, that toy I mean, was fine. I'm awesome saying. for the time. It, it was. It's kind of clunky though, like just yeah. in in general. It it looks. Right. It's, it's very it's... toyetic. Yeah. Yes. We're talking about uh, you know, accuracy as well to other fictions beyond just G1. Um, it kind of makes me. I think everybody here that's messed with MMC stuff likes MMC as a company, even if you don't buy their stuff. You know, generally high quality toys. Their IDW stuff is great, except. For Cyclonus, where Cyclonus is generally regarded as like MMC's like hugest miss in that reformatted line, you know, just because it's like it's so inaccurate and it's he's such a main character right. at the same time. It's like that's like the standout is when they got it wrong because they didn't stick to that accuracy. But, but uh, cool, but it's a new was Cyclonus. The thing was, is, oh, is MMC back in the day, like we had a lot of third party companies who were kind of putting a creative license on you know characters rather than you know screen accuracy and whatnot and like mmc did that where they pumped out a ton of figures with that mold like uh because what was it was uh lockdown you had lockdown and then you had uh cyclonus Death's and then and Death's Death's head. Head. And christian like, got for me. did i and like oh, i forgot all about Death's Head. i tried oh, to i think i couldn't but i found it for you later Oh, that man, one, I, I, I have it on my shelf. I thought it was for you. How much does that even go for nowadays? It has to be expensive. I, it's probably the other direction, to be honest. I don't think anybody liked. No, it, well, I'm saying, but it's it's rare. So, mm. but what I was gonna say though is, is like they tried to shoehorn that mold into a bunch of different characters, and they like just did not, you know, work. I liked it as Death's Head. I didn't own it, but I liked it. But right. that's because right. you know Death's Head doesn't have a toy in Transformers heads. That right. one Marvel Universe figure. From and, and, and to be 10 honest, ago, like, I actually don't hate that toy, and I actually think it would have been a fine. Like, I think the mold is fine for Cyclonus, but then they went with these weird ass colors and whatnot. I mean, it was just. <laughs> and like that was a weird time for MMC too, because yeah. I think you may be thinking there were more repaints of it than there were because they did a thing there for like three or four months where they put out tons of images of coming soon toys that were all remolds of like one or two figures. And they were just like, look at everything we can make this into. And some people said, Oh, you just don't get their humor. But then some of those came out, but most of them didn't. And so it was a really weird time for MMC. And then the Cyclonus did come out and everybody's like, this doesn't look like anything. You're talking like, about what? like the drift. There was like a ton of the drift. Yeah. Toy. They've had yeah, a bunch of those. Same I mean, tri- they've had a lot of the and, and the drift had... one has gotten used a lot, but right. And also the, um, whatever, the Era Alpha one, I think they... I think that's they re- still Drift. That's Drift. Yeah, it's... Yeah. yeah. Batman. Deadlock and Drift. 
They, well, yeah, they had deadlock and drift, and they had. So, um, so I still want representative wing thing. Wait, but let's let's come back to a character that we've brought up so many times now, and a version of him that we hasn't haven't brought up is the MMC exclusive bulkhead. The the TFCon like MMC bulkhead they did. That thing flew off the shelves too. Yeah, just I think if the badass looking toy like that, I think a lot of people would be happier. Was the MMC bulkhead popular for the same reason we liked classics in 06? Because it's all you got. No, because we already think had screen accurate bulkheads. Like that was like a I new, think, like just version, you know, bulkhead. It looked like bulkhead. It felt like bulkhead. Putting it was, that character into G1. Yeah. It definitely looks better than the Hasbro one. It feels much more like bulkhead than. I think even if you if you took the okay, so we're sorry. Let me restart. Bedrock is repainted from. Dickimus, I think, which is Roadbuster for MMC. Language. I think even it, yeah, I know. Even if P- you pull the toy? thrilling thirty Roadbuster forward in time and put a bulkhead color and head on it and released it for Legacy, I still think that would look better and feel more like it worked than what's coming out in Legacy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like. We're getting a little too slavish to the G1 stuff these days. I enjoy it. I want to see some new versions of G1. But, like, the Reveal the Shield Sea Spray, I think, is an awesome toy. Yep. It's not, it doesn't look like Sea Spray exactly, but it evokes Sea Spray with a new cool update. Give me stuff like that. Like, mix it up a little bit, man. I, I think they're doing that. So, so I shouldn't be too angry because I think they're doing that. But these first two efforts that are coming out of RC and Bulkhead feel disappointing. Shout out to Bludgeon as well from Ruin the Fallen at that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Rob, are you talking your mics off, I think? Sorry, I was just saying I've, that's one I actually still really like. I mean, I would love a an actual new Pretender. I think that would be crazy, but I think only like five people would buy it. Now the five of us would love it a lot, but yeah, if think... only there was like some Kickstarter that would like give you action figures of pretender shells that succeeded. <laughs> but the the figures would have to actually go inside the shell. So we otherwise, the iguanas. Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to iguanas. He's core class, so it's going to be disappointing. But you know, <laughs> maybe it's just the Beast Wars guy. That'd be interesting. It's not. No. They've they've shown like a teaser in that big like poster image. Oh, that's right. There's a little purple lizard head in there. I guess I don't fear the change. I had no problem with the bulkhead when I saw. I was like, huh, okay, something something we something different. I don't. I didn't see that as a G one shoehorn thing because I'm not. 10 years younger than I am and feel slighted by the old timers, you know, hey, I watch your mouth, Sonny. I look get called out like this. It's just, it's legacy. It, it's, it's the, it's the war for Cybertron, modern current aesthetic that they're continuing. And they're putting, they're put they're they're shoehorning him into that. Right. Which is not a hundred percent slavish to G1. It is, it, it is very um, reminiscent, but they have 
you know, it's its own continuity. It's a, they got a TV show. It's all based around that. That's that's what it's it's stuck into to me. Very stratis- stratified, in my opinion. But so I know I I'm in the minority there. I'm happy with the direction they're going. I just want to see better execution. Fair. In general, I'm... like the legacy toys did not do much for me. Like the reveals, like I was like, see, like they were they were just more of the same. I, I kind of feel like, too, that um, Siege was kind of similar where, you know, they kind of shoehorned some of these designs to where it wasn't unique enough for me, but they did it that way so that, that way they could do easy, you know, remolds uh, of, of characters and whatnot. Um, Still makes me mad. Well, ultimately, they were awesome toys. Like, you can't deny it. Like, this War for Cybertron line is inc- incredible. Oh, yeah. So there, no, there's the a few misses. Are, the toys are great. We you just know, didn't I, need to get the same toys two years in a row. Yeah, you said something there, Phil, that I think points out back to why the animation accuracy or fiction accuracy is is the correct answer, ultimately. Because uh, you were like, you know, I like. you said you like the idea, you just wish it was executed better. Um, the problem is, I don't think you can concretely define better. And even if you feel that you can personally, you definitely can't broadly define, you know, some sort of reinterpretation in a way that everyone is happy with because there's no standard to go against when you are creating something new. But what can you create a standard against? Does this look like the fiction? The fiction equal, the, an appearance in a fiction, generally speaking, equalizes stuff. G1, yeah, sure. Scale changes a bit here and there. Some of the animation's really bad. But even with cheaply made 80s cartoons, you can still kind of coalesce around, you know, an 80, 90 percent idea. But if I tell you bulkhead, but in a G1-ish legacy line, what does that mean? And the answer is not a goddamn thing. You know, it can mean whatever you want it to mean. Um, and so there, everyone's going to have completely different opinions where if you're like, oh, we made a new hot rod and it looks like he came out of the cartoon – we got one for our uh, Childsterpiece line. We got one for our Masterpiece line. Y- you know, and people can be like, yeah, that looks good, or no, it doesn't. Everybody be like, yeah, you're right, it doesn't, because we have an equal measuring stick. After that, you get into much varied opinions, and business doesn't like risk. You know, so... So this is where I, I would say, if they're going to do something new, I- I'm not saying I definitely want them to do this, but let's come back to the idea of been using recurring throughout this episode is everyone's beasts, you know, all the G1 dudes, all the beasts are all beasts. Get an animation team to design it first, make the toy second. Because when they've done that, when they did that with Prime, when they did that with Animated, we got amazing fucking toys from those. And, And you had a unique look, and I would say to a big extent, Cyberverse has done that. And I think that's one of the things I like about Cyberverse is that it is, you know, it's similar to the animated style, it's similar to G1, but, but you know, they're, they're kind of unique takes on this. I want to see something like that, and I think, again, that's where Bulkhead and RC suffer, is they were designed as toys by toy designers. I'm not saying toy designers are bad. I'm just saying they were designed by toy designers with a business mindset first, which is make this something that could be something else as well. 
And then it and then feels really as, weird to say when you're talking about Transformers, like make this something that can be something else. It already does that. No, make it be something else that can be something else that can also be something else. Well, and the funny like thing is quadruple changer. Then the, the sh- they are going to be very, very show accurate to the future show that yeah. they have been designed for. But they're going to have to make people love that character, which they haven't done well with the past three shows. You, you brought but, up a really good point, though, about about having it's a that's a fiction first model, Phil, right. which is Character which is first, fiction first. Yeah, which is how Cyberverse was done, because they chose the animation style and then they had to build it from there. But I don't think they're going to do that again in the like the main line for until they're going to have to make a, a big shift. It's going to have to be like, you know, the, the brand is failing again, like that we keep kind of sort of almost championing. I mean, it's like when I think about like the last Unless you're Nick, decade and plus then you of Transformers. When I think of the last decade plus of Transformers, the things I enjoy the most are are the fiction first stuff. And, and aside from the movies, like the IDW books, love them. The Cyberverse stuff, the, even the kid aim stuff, like R.I.D., not as much. R.I.D. is probably the, the exception to this, but Rescue Bots, freaking love it. Rescue Bots is great. That was fiction first. The toys look very eh, kind of like the cartoon. Cyberverse I enjoy. Animated, Prime. Enjoy the heck out of all those. The stuff where they started with the toys and then did a fiction, sometimes I like the toys. I, I kind of probably do like the toys. They're more G1 focused, but then the fiction sucks. It's... I mean, the Machinima and, and the Netflix stuff, that was crappy fiction right but that you get what you pay for though too you know <laughs> like the budget the budget for some of the other shows you're talking about was probably a lot higher than you know what the netflix show or or uh you know combiner wars and whatnot but i would you know, be surprised we don't know that we don't netflix have any room to speculate that on i mean i don't know you can just tell um, i don't know i don't <laughs> i don't think, I don't think so either can. Yeah, it, maybe it's it's you got to learn how the sausage is made, and I think to know you got to be in it, and none of us are. Yeah, I would say, right. given the voice cast of Rescue Bots, that was probably a pricey show to make. Well, we no have no idea. You, you mentioned it, Phil. But we haven't really Burton. talked about the movies, which those are definitely fiction first it's designs. And look at Studio Series and how that is a crazy successful toy line. That just reinforces Rob's statement that the accuracy is king, and it is. And that's it. that that the movies is going to be just like G one, you know, ten twenty years from now, where like like we're still chasing those designs are so insane that they can never be perfectly replicated by toy. They're going to be chasing cheat. that dragon forever. It's the biggest dragon of all time. It's just like G one. It cheats. It's literally yeah. a dragon that Stanley Tucci drunkenly called up. <laughs> Yep. So, you know, you made a. You know, I, <laughs> I, I think there's Christian's a brain. I just made Christian remember something that he wished didn't exist. Uh, I think there was I tried so hard to forget. <laughs> part of the war, I think we've blurred the line here unintentionally. Um, but I think it, it, it's definitely a difference. Is there's a difference between an all new character and it's supposed to be an old character. To some degree, whether, you know, it's more than just a name slapped on where it's like, well, they're supposed to evoke it a little bit, evoke it in the toy or evoke it in the fiction or both. Like with Cyberverse, there's a lot of new characters in there. And I realize that if those toys were to mainline 
style, I actually would probably pick up some of them. I actually still have a small shelf of RID 2 Decepticons because they're new and they're different, and I actually like them. And RID 2 was before the children's toys were complete crap. They were heading that way. They are definitely lesser than the mainline, although I think that was mainline. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, what was no, coming out at that time? Combiner? It was mainline. Well, there was, there was two com- concurrent lines at the time, and like those were definitely the you know for the yeah. children's show and whatnot. But they weren't. Yeah, Thunder. They weren't super sweet. bad yet. Yeah, like I have all the weird Decepticon ones where they're like some weird animal, like the crab scorpionock looking dude. Quill strike. The, I don't. Like, I have no idea. I'm not Biss, gonna watch that baby. show. Biss, Biss. Yeah. Yes, that's right. This is great. Um, but they were cool. They were neat. And the toys aren't crap, and even though they're very simple, but I like them. So I think if Cyberverse had done that, I probably would actually have a small shelf of some of those. Like, even I would make room for that. Yeah, I mean... But but those are new characters with completely new designs, doing something cool and neat. But the toy also has to not be garbage, because I'm not into the fiction. I I think we will see future versions of Thunderhoof, Bisk, maybe Steeljaw, you know, those characters from R.I.D., because... That was that was a post movie production, and that was when the Decepticons were monsters. You know, like yeah. they are they're now monsters, and that was such a cool, cool idea. You know, just another one of those things like that became part of the lore, and so we could we could see that going in the future. And with Cyberverse, the new characters are cool, like Shadow Striker, like the pieced together Frankenstein female Decepticon. That's a cool character. Yeah, like we got to see her again. Um, Probably McAdam, even. She's a movie know. character, fun fact. What? They brought her forward from 2009 Revenge of the Fallen toy line. What? Yeah. Does her bio on the back of the card say that? Yes. Otherwise, it's a... Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they gave her a cool story in the Cyberverse show. Like, the reason she's a Frankenstein sort of Decepticon is like, the Autobots keep blowing her up. And she keeps getting repaired, and like that's why she hates the Autobots so much. Like she has like Waspinator too. Yeah, but Waspinator, but like that has like memory of being blown up. That's not that's not a slapstick. And yeah, McAdams is pretty, you know, you know, had been mentioned before. We'd never seen him before, and they do some cool, really cool things with McAdams. Too bad they didn't do a cool way to release a toy of him. I just I like new characters and I like it when they don't make new characters and put old names on them just because yeah. they have to and just it's homage hard to make it. an attachment. Like Bulkhead works because they didn't, as, as you said, because they didn't new. call him Hound. He's Bulkhead, yeah. and we can talk about Bulkhead, and we know who we're talking about because he's Patrick talk Starfish. About, well, because <laughs> then you have to start prefixing the names. It's no like yeah. in animated he's Prowl, but no, he's animated Prowl now. That's not his real name. It's fucking Prowl. But what, what like I. It's a d- totally different character. It's just a name slapped on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just that. Beast I Wars can only Inferno. take that. G1 Inferno. By the time I'm 70, I probably will explode because I can't discern the different things anymore. And the wiki will now be imprinted in my head. I, you know, Peter oh, you might, think you'll last that long? Eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, you mentioned those Beast G1 guys. What if they just flipped the script and all the Beast guys were vehicles? You know, like th- that would be a very they interesting okay, so ravage and alternators as a side on that with pre beast wars, like what they look like before they went to the beast wars. That just does not do it for me at all. Really? Like, I, no, 
Don't like it. Do not care for it. Oh man, I think that's good, cool. Good. You just saved yourself thousands of dollars <laughs> in I old box sets. Thousands of dollars with that. I yeah, that I think that topic came up last week in terms yeah. of where you're going to get those molds. <laughs> no. Those I are mean, your those are your Cybertron molds, dog. You got to get that. I know. We'll see. You can't break your rules. I, I'd like to see. We're judging it. you. Cognitive I, I, dissonance. I'd like to see what it looks like again. If it's executed poorly, no one wants it. If it's executed well, then like... But what does that mean? Nothing, because it's random new stuff. It's just if you like it or not. Have we pretty much hit on that that we all want to see unique takes, but we don't have the space or budget for those unique takes? So (laughs) we're, we're saying it, like, go ahead and come out with that stuff, but we are probably not going to buy it. We'll leave that to Anna. Yeah, I'll be in. Like I said, I don't, I want unique takes as long as they're not close to what we already have. I, I wish Nick was here to quote the Simpsons episode. I can't remember it where they do a, it's like one of those, what do you, what do you call it? Where, you know, you, they pull the customers and, you know, they hit what they like, yes or no, where, you know, they're in a room together or whatever. They're pitching a product to them. I can't think of the word. But they're like, wait, so you want something? What? Yeah, focus group. And the the Simpsons scene is like, they're like, wait, so you want something that is what you already know, but is also completely different. And all the kids are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. And then there's. But that's that's everything with so many of these brands. So many of these brands that have been around now for half a century in some cases, as you look at Marvel and D.C., like almost, almost a cent. You know, like you're, you're, you're knocking on the door. You know, and, and you know, you're not that far away for a century for like Superman and Batman. Um, you know, you're closer to a century than half century for those characters. His underwear is not on the outside anymore. Hashtag not my Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's the only thing you're reading about Superman these days, you're not venturing too far. <laughs> not to these days, it. but I have yeah. read those arguments. People serious about the underwear not being on the outside anymore is an affront. And, I uh, actually and, have an endemic of why everything is failing. Comics. So, so I have a pair of red Superman underwear that I got at a convention panel because DC was promoting that the, the underwear is back on the outside. Yeah, that's yeah. a good story. That's what makes a character yeah. <laughs> likable or not. But it's just like you know, you you hear some of these writers for for Marvel and DC and and, and the the editors of the companies, and it's just like it's all about perception of change. And, and that's where we're at with Transformers is about perception of change. Um, you know, Optimus Prime's always going to kind of have to have that physique, have that sort of look. And how much you change that is, is uh, you know, maybe he's not a truck or maybe he's not, a you know, a truck with a, the flat front. You, you know, people got pissed about that. People were super, super I'm pissed. And it wasn't monkey. the right kind of semi truck for the Bayverse movies. Yeah. So... Yeah, like it's it just it's about change but not real change and it's a tough tightrope to walk i'm glad i'm just sitting here yelling about it uh, into a, an ipad versus actually being paid to come up with that stuff but uh you know again i, I i'm i'm swinging the pendulum to saying i want a little bit more change than 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 giving the same thing over and over again um i think the grass is always greener on the other side you know and this is compl- we've talked about. This is a pay-to-play hobby. This is literally nothing but spending money. You, you know, like this isn't a very interactive hobby in, in a lot of ways. Um, and so all you really got to do is making sure where we're throwing our money at keeps interesting us. And we've all expressed fatigue to oh, 
you know, they they launch a new line every year or two. So what is the first thing you do? Optimus Prime, Megatron, Starscream, Bumblebee. And yeah, there's some exceptions to this, but it's kind of like that same cast of characters again and again and again. I think everyone has hit some fatigue now to where it's like we're ready for something new like we used to get. Just because we just literally, I think, want to change to some degree. And you, you know what happened after that? It'd be like, man, I wish they'd use some of this new engineering, you know, five years from now when we're talking about it, like to give a new Optimus Prime toy because they haven't done a good one in a while. You know, like we'll always want what we're not getting. Um, but they've and, definitely. And honestly, that's what the comic books, but that's what the comic books do so well. It's like, oh, we're going to kill Superman and, and have four new Supermans and it's new, it's different. And oh, guess what? We just brought Superman back. Here's a new number one. Everyone rush to the stores and buy it. Like, Oh, we're gonna break Batman's back, and this guy is gonna be Batman with all these razors and spikes. And oh, we're gonna bring Batman back, and you know, again, that, they started doing that in the '90s, and they still do that ad nauseum now. And, yeah, and the comics are why doing they, so well. What's that? <laughs> and comics are doing so well, which Heck, is funny because yeah, how good the movies are. Comic books aren't doing good. Comic books are in trouble. Comic comic books are doing well. It depends, not every comic book, and but but you've got a lot of comic books that are making some people rich. Every time I've heard anybody talk about the industry, they're talking about how in trouble the actual like comic books themselves are, and how everything's a mess. So so that's a whole another topic, and, and again, yeah, Nick yeah. is probably a better Sorry. subject matter expert on that than any of us. Yeah. Um, I don't know what is he like own a comic book store or something, whatever. Who cares? At, at TFCon, um, I was talking to Slade a lot when I was waiting on Serge to get in, and Slade works with comic book stores and like shipping. He was telling me some stuff. It was pretty interesting, but yeah, different. Topic. Well, the last year has been like, so, so maybe, maybe the last 18 months is, is that's a true story. Pandemic fucked everything. Yeah. But, but I think the, the other thing too is, is that everything is so much more niche now than like what it was before. So like you would, you know, before you would expect to sell X number of toys or X number of comic books or X number of whatever. And that number is, much smaller but then like it's much wider and so you have like you know before you might have gotten one optimus prime that sells you know a million units and now it's like we we get an optimus prime every six months and it sells whatever number of units so i remember um simon Furman has said many years back he's like g uh transformers g2 comic book was canceled because it wasn't selling enough. And he's like, you know, today's numbers, you know, and this was probably 10 years ago or more when he said this, he's like, in today's number, it would be a runaway success. <laughs> you know, but it's just, you know, it's all relative to how other things do at the time. At the time, it was shitty numbers. Today, it would be the best-selling comic ever, you know, or well, whatever. It's, it's, it's just it's funny. The, inter the internet. The internet diversified everything. You know, back in the day, you had a toy store aisle like a whole aisle of Transformers, a whole aisle of G.I. Joe, and it was, like, filled to the brim. You see those photos and stuff. Yeah, and they got, like, what, 10 toys, 20 toys for the year, and that's it, and they're out there on the shelf all year long. <laughs> as you as you see it, like, six months, and you're like, Mommy, I want that in six months for Christmas, and they can actually come and buy it yeah. five months later and because it's still on the shelf, because it's still stocked. <laughs> well, and every, like... Things are so nine out, nine out of ten kids had seen those toys in the commercial of all commercials, which was the cartoon. You know, every Saturday. That, yeah. If you have a cartoon now, it's on YouTube, and you're lucky. Someone has to literally find it, search for it, be told to go look for and it. And that's why I'm the best parent in this group because I showed my son that. 
Rob, what's your daughter doing? Minecraft? Lucas, your kids are playing Fortnite? How dare you? How dare you? So you, you forced right. your children into your your uh, likes and dislikes? And it sucks some days. Like, it's better now that my son <laughs> likes his own things of, like, Ninjago. But, like, when my son was, like, I like Transformers because my dad watches Transformers. And I like watching Transformers with my dad. I'm going to ask him every single thing about Transformers for as long as I'm awake. And that hurt my head so much. And now you're on a podcast. Yeah. You can explain it to all of us. So, yeah, I mean, Enoch's bringing up a good point, too, about just that, like, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, the people like us that have been collecting forever and, you know, the new people, because they're always attracting new people and they have to have those main characters. And so, like, out there on the shelf. And so that's the thing that's really hard with with all of this. I think there's a huge influx of new people since in the past 18 months. Yeah. Huge influx. And the industry hasn't been able to to make to respond to it yet. Yeah, right. but they're not true fans, okay? Those are Johnny Come Latelys, you know, Happy <sighs> Sunny Day fans that they got money, bro. But but they only have money for like two years, and then they're out. They're surging it up on the boards with. They threw all their toys on their bed, and they took a picture, and they're like, "Hey, this stuff's for sale. PM me for price," and that's all they'll ever do. You know, what's like wrong those with people. that? What's wrong with that? Literally everything. <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, someone gets a deal on someone's, uh, you know, someone loses. It's the dude taking the picture on the bed. No, the Everyone that buys not... the stuff does good. No, everybody that sends him money never gets a toy because he doesn't well, know how to ship anything. <laughs> well, that's, you know, yeah. you're right about that. And they probably don't even include instructions. And they probably will get into a big Internet fight if you just ask if they're even going to have the instructions. That's how that's going to go. Throw but, it in a bubble mailer. Yeah, but see, that's why that's you get a hotel to, room at TFCon, try to sell it out of the room. That, that That's why you have to organize your instructions. So that... Kind of, what kind of psychopath doesn't organize their instructions? I know, right? For real. Oh, she hasn't replied in a while, so I don't know if she's still listening. Anyway. She hasn't posted anything on the chat. Um, so... Uh, book club this week is going to be R.I.D. 54 and 55. That is going to be Sunday night at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central on the TF Talk Discord. So uh, join them uh, with discussing that. Uh, Show's over. Pack it up. Lucas is hawking the book club. Yep. Oh, jeez. I mean, yeah. we are like an hour 20 You minutes. don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And and I answered the question in like the first 30 seconds right, of actually talking right. about the topic. So. This is the extended uh, thing where we're just, you know, BSing and whatnot. But I didn't even get to put in my last five cents. Please do. What, what's your last five cents, Paul? I think they need to make something new. They need to focus on new characters instead of one or two per series. They need something new. Like maybe, maybe it's Optimus Prime like they always is, with a new crew of completely new guys. All new designs, new characterizations, same thing with the bad guys. Maybe it's a new villain. You know, maybe you reference some of the old guys, you know, like talk, you know, like maybe they come in for an episode or two. They did some of that yeah, in R.I.D. and you know stuff. what they should do? Is they should do a uh, some fiction where they take one of the leaders and they have him, like, do a spaceship. And 
that they take a bunch of quirky characters that get to go on that spaceship and have spaceship space space adventures that would be great Mm. they could call it like more than meets the eye or something yeah i think that would be great or found darby on the nose yeah but those aren't those are those weren't new characters there were like again a few but they were still a bunch of the the, sure they were the ragtags and stuff i mean as much as you know what sounds we bitch about we don't want change but we also want change i think yeah truck not monkey was a big huge deal like in in its day but beast wars is extremely well regarded now and like let's look at the new who i consider kind of new g1 characters um Windblade and Drift. Like Drift in particular was really forced down our throats at the beginning, but I like Drift now. You know, it took some well, time. Drift was think, poochie. Yeah, Drift was 100% poochie. Poochie. Um, but I thought Windblade was good from the get-go, and I've always liked Windblade. Um, yeah. And now, you know, Bulkhead and Lockdown from Animated are, like, I'm happy to see those characters anywhere except whatever the movie Bayverse did to any of them. But I'd know, love sign. to see... In the version of animated prowl pop up somewhere again yeah yep we have to find a new name for him though which is the problem as paul brought up yeah. but what if i want eagle prowl even though i know eagle prowl is technically g1 prowl but shut up uh, or owl prowl, not eagle you mean sorry. sky warp no i meant owl prowl owl, prowl. owl. i just owl. got that owl. <laughs> oh my god and how many years it just clicked it's been like 25 years now yeah, <laughs> but we need we need more of that stuff. We need we need new. How about a cartoon that starts with Optimus dying? Like seriously, like it's sometime in the future. Optimus Prime so, is beyond yeah, geriatric. Yeah. Optimus Prime wasn't dead in that. I mean, Optimus Prime led animated. It's a new young Optimus. He dies Prime. in the first episode. Well, I haven't watched it. Well. The movie movie as the first episode, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, he gets better I mean, real soon. That but, was I mean, interesting. Like, I mean, that literally kills him off, and that way it feels like a, a switch over to it's still, you know, kind of the thing you know and love, but it's a branching off point to how do they find, you know, how do they find their place and give a chance to do a new story. It's like in, in this R.I.D. 2 kind of did that. R.I.D. 2 did that a bit with Bumblebee being in charge and him trying to figure out a way to be a leader. Um, was, but then know, they just brought Optimus back. They did. Yeah. That was worse. One yeah. cool thing about Armada that is somewhat overlooked is they like at the begin the first episode or something, they had these like flashbacks. They're like watching something on a screen where they showed like scenes from G one almost. No, like that was, was animated. No, it was Armada and they well, or they and they had like characters in the background and stuff. Models. Yeah. Yeah, and oh you oh you you are right, Phil. They did they did show Maybe I'm mixing up my stories, but you are. But it just on. was interesting how they, like, I think beachcombers in the background running around Cybertron and stuff in Armada. But but then it's just so confusing. Like, why do why did that have to be named Optimus Prime? He could have been like something else Prime, you know, and it would have been just fine. Does it could have been called Armada just, Prime. Does that just get back to the trademark thing and them needing to keep it? Yeah, they the have they have to. But, I mean, they could show those characters in flashbacks, I guess, like something like that. But, again, I just want, like, a new continuity. I mean, I mean, I will say, I think it would be great if they could do a show where they integrated, you know, the toys. And they had them on Cyberverse, and then maybe then they went into space and then integrated Beast Wars. 
Like that would be a really cool show, I think, and it's too bad they didn't do that. Cheetor was in Cyberverse. Yes. No, I, I was just talking because Catherine was saying that Netflix Earthrise gave us adventures in space, and it was like I I, I just I chose it, to. Oh, I, I mean, I get it, it though. <laughs> they were they were barely in space, and whatever they did wasn't. Yeah, really, I don't think they. It was they, a like, slow chat. Their eternal suffering. I don't think you categorize it as an adventure. Yeah. No. Well, and they they're they also slow gave walking on, through on, the cosmos. They also gave us, you know, the G1 characters on Cybertron and, you know, Beast Wars and all that. But it what I don't feel like it was what most of us wanted. I think it's just hard to do this stuff. This brand is complex. Is. There's a lot of money in it. Do you want to be the one that takes the risk doing something completely new that does a new Beast Wars? We got Beast Wars because the brand was dead. Right. You know, you, it's going to be a while till they can do that. You know, right. it's, it's it may never happen. Oh, we're about to get happen. Rise of the Best. It's totally going to have go. four Beast characters Rise in the last the, five minutes. Rise of the Worst. I mean, I'm hoping that tanks so hard. I yeah. still am the optimist that it might be good. I, I don't know. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong. Well, we got to see that movie together. Bumblebee so. was good. This could be fine. We'll yeah. see. I'm right there with you, Christian. Well, the stink of Michael Bay is still there, but it's not. You know, we could overpower with some Axe body spray. Oh man, he he got a he got a private tour of Machu Picchu. Man, he's in it to win it. Might as well just go ahead and burn that place to the ground. You can already smell Michael Bay on this film. <laughs> smell of money. <laughs> Put that hat back on, Christian. Before you, before we leave, I need to see it. All right. You like so, thank you guys for joining me tonight, and thank you to everyone in the chat. Thanks to Catherine. Thanks to Enots, Zaldron. Thanks to Anna stopping by earlier. Um, let's see. Big Daddy Reviews was there earlier as well. Ryan, um, Daniel, another Ryan. There's a couple Ryans that were in the chat. I think if I missed Hey, shout out to, to no uh, Nazi, uh, you know, surge in oh, the, God, uh, the chat. You, <laughs> might, you, you might, might summon. Uh, might call well, but they're too busy being in my daughter's Minecraft games. Oh, so they couldn't Ron, make the chat. Ron as well. So Here's an alternate oh, take on Optimus Prime. Sure. Cool. I, I, I kind of like it. it. I like it. I wish it was less but he's super expensive. expensive. Yeah, I wish it was less expensive. It's a Diaclone reboot, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a cool line. But space and money. Yeah. So expensive. Yeah. And I no fiction. I think that's kind of the end of the day. It's like, ah, there's a lot of cool stuff. Only there's yeah. more space and money. It's a good time to be a collector. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, we can always think of what we want different. That we wish it was like the old days again, just to get a change, but... I don't know. All in all, it's a pretty awesome time to be in no matter what your nerd hobby is. It's bonkers right now. Yeah, that's true. Especially if you're into tough guy hardcore. Straight <laughs> edge. Right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, and we will see you next week. Christian needs to go to a hate breed show right after this. I don't hate lose hate breed. Don't lose This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure. A presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter 
at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. Ha, ha, ha.